everybody, I would like to welcome you to the most gorgeous episode of the series 20 something and trying on Life's Your Bitch, the podcast where we are changing the narrative. Happy Sunday everybody, I hope you're having a really lovely day, I hope you're having a lovely week, I hope you had a lovely week whenever you're listening to this. On today's episode of 20 something and trying, we have Re. Best known on socials as Re, aka the gorgeous, wholesome, running girly on your TikTok and your Instagram. I honestly feel like Re is the epitome of like the wholesome girlies at the moment. The one that kind of started the whole running for enjoyment, getting a coffee, getting a pastry, just like romanticizing your life. When I think of that and that trend, Ree is who I think of. Ree was actually supposed to be our first guest. So this episode is a long time coming, but she's had an amazing time traveling at the end of last year. And I feel like this episode is really, really nice because we dive into Ree's journey over her 20s, so the last six years, and what she's done, how she's got to where she is, the moments of feeling lost, the moments of having goals, how she kind of found those goals and like realigned with what she wanted, how she redefined success, and everything in between. I feel like this is a really different episode and journey to anything we've heard before. And I think some of you might be quite surprised by the journey Rhi has been on in her 20s. I honestly really, really love this episode. Rhi is, like I said, just one of the nicest people ever. So it's very, very chatty. It is super long podcast style. I really hope you enjoy it. Remember, as always, there is an exclusive Q&A with Ree over on our Patreon. I will leave all of our socials linked down below, but enjoy the episode. I think you're really gonna love it. I know, I'm actually really, really excited. I feel like it's been forever since we've been talking about it. I know. Also, I haven't spoken to you properly in ages either, so it'd be nice just to actually catch up. I know. That's. I feel like I'm so excited. I was saying on my vlog, I was like, I can't wait. I feel like it's just going to be a proper chit chat. It would be so nice. So looking forward to it. Are you okay though? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Good day? Yeah, good. Having a really good morning to be fair as well. Oh, good. I seen on your story that you were out and running. I'm yet to go on my run yet. So I was quite jealous. I have to, like, my favourite thing is getting up and doing my run first thing. Like, don't even give yourself a sex talk out of it. And, like, the way that it sets me up for the rest of the day is just my favourite thing. I know. I, I feel like we've already started. I always say this. I'm like, you need to... <laughs> I feel like you need to act before your brain, like, gives you a second to, like, think of an yeah. excuse. Literally. And, like, that's the whole thing. If you just do that without even thinking, like, I don't even look at my phone anymore. I've got into such a good habit of it. I can't believe I've actually done it. But, like, I don't look at my phone before I go on my run. And it's actually... That's really insane. good. Yeah, so cool. You, okay, no, I'm actually not going to ask you any more questions about running and stuff. We'll get, <laughs> so I feel like I'm about to go, but we'll get started. Um, yeah, I'm so excited. We start every episode um, with three things that we're grateful for. Yeah, so if I you don't mind. Literally just as I joined and I was like, right, need to think of it. But then I was like, don't overthink it. Because I always find with things like this, just don't overthink it. So do, what do you do? Like, are we starting now? Do you like do an intro? What's the vibe? I'll intro you, like I'll intro after the episode right okay so cool. we're gonna go like straight in well i probably want to put all of our chat in to be honest because <laughs> <laughs> it's quite, it was quite nice okay cool um okay so you want to start with three things i'm grateful for i was actually thinking this morning how grateful i am to live in london oh like, that's a nice one just because i just feel like there's so much opportunity it's like one of the coolest cities in the world and i feel super lucky to not only live here but to have grown up really close like mm-hmm. that is just pure luck and I have so much to be grateful for for the fact of living in London um I'm grateful to be injury free 
touch <laughs> in the world please be able to be injury free and back running and i'm also just super grateful for the people around me right now and the people that i yeah have in my life because i'm feeling super inspired and supported so yeah they are three great ones that was yeah didn't need to overthink that was so good i'm also grateful for bagels i just had a marmite bagel and oh my god <laughs> That is so good. Have you seen that TikTok that's gone viral of like um, how the world feels when I'm eating a bagel? Yeah, that's <laughs> me. So they are funny. Like my favorite thing to eat ever. And I forget they're so versatile. You can do so much with them. Just a buttery bagel. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, love that. Love that. Um, so the series is twenty something and trying. So to give context to the episode, if you don't mind, how old are you? I'm twenty six. Twenty six <laughs> and. <laughs> How else we start the episodes is so take back to maybe like sixteen year old, eighteen year old Re. Where do you where does she think or hope that twenty six year old her might be? It's so funny because I just don't think that she would have any idea that it'd be like who I am now because I had a massive I just don't think that sixteen year old or eighteen year old me would even recognise me now. Like I was just a completely different person. And I was talking about this with my friends because I've met a couple of people recently who've been like twenty one. I'm like, God, it's so young. I'm like, when did I become that person? But like the transition that I had from twenty one, even like even within my twenties, has been insane. But I think she'd be. It's quite a nice way to think of it, really. I think she'd be really impressed. I don't think she would believe that I'd be where I am, which is quite cool. So where did you, did you have when you were like in that leaving school age, like what career you thought you might have gone into, where you hoped you would have been like in your personal life, where you thought you might be living? Like, did you have an idea in your head or have you never really been that person? So at 16, well, I'm going to go from 18 because I feel like 16 year olds are just too young. To, I had no Yeah, idea like post A-levels. Yeah. So I had no idea what career I wanted to do. I was never that person who always knew what they wanted to do. Never had, I had like a few ideas, but I was basically quite academic at school, so everyone just always pushed me to go to uni, which was amazing and I'm grateful for, but like, I never even like contemplated another route going straight to school. Like I had no idea there even really was. I knew there were apprenticeships and stuff, but where the way that I'd been in school, everyone was always like, well, the logical next step is uni. Like yeah. that was it. And I didn't really know where I'd go off the back of that. I kind of th like thought I'd just figure it out while I was at uni. I also at 18 had a boyfriend and I think I probably just thought- That was that it? <laughs> Yeah, like I, I thought, I honestly, like that's one big thing that does baffle me. Like, I don't know, like you can never say what you think might have happened, but like I was ready to be like, that's it. And that's just actually insane to me now. Um, but like, I think I thought personally, I would have been like settled, probably like owned property, probably like been like climbing the corporate ladder, um, probably still living in London, but I have no idea what job. I think I just thought I'd go into something to do with sustainability because I went to do geography at uni. And oh, I just cool. Thought, okay. Yeah, I just thought I'd go into like something sustainable and be like really cool, like corporate. <laughs> girl. Didn't do any sport as well, which is quite funny. Like now, I think I'd have no idea. Okay. Where. Yeah, like I don't know. I it's so weird. I didn't. I never really was the person who had like a ten year goal. I think I always knew what I wanted to do for, like, the next year of my life until this year. But completely different to how I expected. Yeah, I know. I just love that question because I feel like everyone I've had on is always like, yeah, definitely thought I would be like in my first house, ring on the finger, in some yeah. corporate job. Like, I think when you're that age, you just have such an expectation of where you'll be. And it just feels so much older than it yeah. feels when you're in it. I fully think like, thinking back to school, people would be like, oh, I want to be engaged by like 25. I oh, be, like... yeah, that was me. I was like, first baby by 24. Uh -huh. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Sorry. 
insane. Like, oh my god, the idea of having a child now, like, I, I really respect it and I love it for people who that oh, is. Oh, yeah. What they want to do, but I could not be further from no. that. Like, further <laughs> no. which is crazy because I turned 27 this year. Scary ass, <laughs> but like, mad. Do you feel that age? Like, does your age scare you? Is that something you think about a lot? This is quite a funny story. I apparently had a bit of a crisis. So I was in Mali at the end of last year. (laughs) And um, we managed to really like completely unintentionally plan it to be in Bali at the time of Australian schoolies. So we were on all of our nights out. I did the same thing. (laughs) And I was suddenly like, "Ah, why are you all children? (laughs) Like, what am I doing? And I suddenly felt really old. And there was one evening that we were out and apparently (laughs) I'd maybe boost a little hard and like, I was just going around people, going up to people being like, how old do you think I look? Like, oh, no, babe. 26. Like, and I was obviously having a crisis. Because I kept wanting people to be like, you look 21. And they did. And I was like, my ego needed that. Thank you. So <laughs> but I think I feel, I feel in my mid-20s, especially now I've like moved out and I feel a little bit more settled in like maybe the direction of my career, like just in the last few months. But I kind of don't feel like I've aged from 21 in terms of the way that I... I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm stuck a little bit at 21. Okay, right. We'll get on to, I'm so excited to hear about like your move and like current. But if yeah. you rewind us slightly, because I feel like I was so excited to talk to you as well, because you've only, I say recently been on socials, what, two years, a year? A year, yeah. A year, a year. in March. We're doing it for like more than just, you know, posting my holiday on Instagram. A year, yeah. That is, congrats, by the way. Thanks. The growth is so insane. Cool. Like You've done so well. Thank you so much. Well, I mean, you're always killing it. So you are inspired. (laughs) But I feel like because of that, like a lot of people that I've interviewed, especially in stuff, have been on socials for a while or have like, you've seen a lot more of their journey. So I'm excited to like rewind. Talk to me like post. So that post A level was 18. You just said you went to uni. How did you find it? Where did you go? What did you study? Give me a little rundown of like what got you to where you are now. Like walk you through what my CV says basically exactly. Yeah, give me, yeah, (laughs) give me a little interview. So I finished school and I actually applied for uni, but I got deferred entry. I applied for deferred entry because I wanted to take a gap year. Okay. Um, So I, career wise, my first job was Topshop. I worked in Waitrose, classic, saved up for my gap year. Nice. Did Southeast Asia thing. Oh, you did? Okay, you went traveling on your own with friends. I went with my best friend from school. Oh, nice. Which was fun, yeah. Well, we weren't as funny. We weren't friends in school, but we made friends because we both wanted to go traveling. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> went traveling for her. Went, I went for four months. I did like Southeast Asia, Bali, Fiji, New Zealand. It was so cool. Had the best Gorgeous. Time Came back and went to uni and I had the worst time. I had the absolute worst time. <laughs> what, in first year or the whole thing or? In first year specifically, I think I had a lot of stuff that I hadn't dealt with um with myself in terms of like relationship with food and relationship with mental health throughout school that I hadn't really dealt with and came to uni and I don't know exactly what it I mean it's like a very it's an amazing time but it's a very traumatic time I think for a lot of people as well mm-hmm. that big move and, and so was, where's home where did you go to uni were you away I'm from home then born and bred Bromley southeast London okay and I went to uni in Southampton okay so you lived away from home right yeah moved out oh. went to okay um yeah went to uni in Southampton so that was like quite a big thing but also it was quite an easy train back home and that's the thing as well I either spent my weekends with my boyfriend at the time or I went home and I didn't okay. really dive into the uni experience because I was quite I'm um, I was just very like socially anxious like didn't really drink that much didn't do the whole crazy freshers thing at yeah. all like was 
not a massive drinker at all. Like I just was a very different person back then. Um, and just really struggled with uni, to be honest. Like didn't settle in, didn't have the big like social excitement. I think a lot of people did. I also did struggle a bit where I was oldest in my year. And then I went to uni and I grew up in London, which I just feel like you have different experiences. Mm -hmm. And I went to uni with a lot of people from, I love it, the West Country, and who were also like just turned 18. And it felt like there was a massive gap between me and a lot of the people that I was living with. Yeah, okay, I get that. And I struggled with that quite a lot. And I, so I went through the breakup at the end of my first year. And then I also had a lot of like family stuff going on and I just nearly dropped out. I was like, I actually can't do this. Oh, like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, like, everyone's had their things, right? Like I yeah. don't have anything to complain about at all. But like, that was like probably one of the toughest times I've ever been through almost dropped out, somehow got through my exams, somehow passed enough to get into first year, but like spent the entirety of post Easter till summer just at home in Bromley, like didn't have a good time at all. And that summer was like the hardest of my life. Like struggled a lot with eating, struggled a lot with my mental health, just had a lot going on. Didn't think I was going to go back to uni, was like mm-hmm. checked out of that, which is okay, wow. insane. Um, I worked some jobs, like I worked as a barista in a coffee shop like I did some random Gorgeous. stuff here and there yeah <laughs> can make really good latte heart <laughs> and Such then I a flex. get talked into going back to uni and I'm glad I'm so glad I did because mm-hmm. second year I like started I think that was like the starting point of me becoming the kind of like person that I kind of am today like forced myself into loads of societies and like in second or third year was this sorry in second year okay so, yeah, after I like had like a really tough summer, I like threw myself back in and I was like, if I'm gonna go back to uni, like put myself through that again, I'm gonna like try and get uh, the most I can out of it. And I joined- Well fucking of- done. Like what a great mindset to go back into it with. I don't even know where it came from though. Like I was not in a place to do it, but I'm very much that kind of person who like- Well, thank God I'm it did. I give it my all. Yeah, exactly. And I had a really good time. I joined loads of water sports societies, which is Love so that for you. <laughs> So I like did that and we would like go down to Cornwall every weekend and surf and wakeboard and it was quite fun. It was really good for like just oh getting God. <laughs> comfort zone. So that was fun. Started to really love my degree as well, which was, you know, a bonus. The reason you're kind Always of Always a bonus. So did that and then got to third year. So like got through my exams, got to third year and was like, went on a few field trips, which was really cool. Loved my degree. And then lockdown happened the day mm. after my dissertation was due in. So I was like, okay what's going on here literally got thrown back into my childhood bedroom because couldn't stay in Southampton was about everything was about to be up still yeah. had to like do all of our uni work through lockdown which was not fun back home managed to get through third year like it, we still we got it done basically graduated but didn't graduate until two years later and then I was really struggling to get a job because it was locked down and no one was hiring and I was like fresh out of uni and mm-hmm. literally couldn't do anything. Um, but I got a job at a sustainable fashion company, really random, but like really liked it. During lockdown, I did a couple of online courses, like a social media one and a graphic design one just to like pass the time, I think. Okay, um, cool. Used them to get the sustainable fashion company job, which I, again, like I thought I was gonna go into sustainability. I thought that's really cool. I've always been quite creative. Like maybe I just explore that while I've got lockdown. Had to be in the office five days a week, even in like lockdown time, which was so stressful. And it was actually like an internship. So the pay was pennies. Okay. Like, not again, really lucky to have been able to live at home and work yeah. in, and get that. Like I know not many people would have been able to do that. 
Um, but in that time, I started to think I wanted to run and be a gym girl. <laughs> so I did my PT course because okay. one thing about me is that if I find something I like, I apparently like to get really educated on it. So I will like just go in for no reason. Love that though. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so random. So I like decided that I wanted to do that, and then I left the internship after three months. Just couldn't, couldn't do it anymore, and okay. got a job in a call center. Really cool, you know. Like, just graduated, got my Britney mic on. Not really where you thought you were gonna be. People um, say those jobs are like soul crushing. That was, it was bad. It was bad, and it's like where I learned to just talk my way around any situation, though. So like, you pros and cons. <laughs> the rogue jobs it would just be like especially because money was so tight in lockdown for mm. so many people like i was on the other end of the phone for people who couldn't afford their energy bills which is awful mm. like, it was so hard like it wasn't it wasn't a fun job but it paid well and it was completely work from home so i was like i'll take it for now it's fine yeah did the call center for six months which i think is quite good for me quite solid <laughs> It's a good and then I ended up going to the ops teams, just like back end stuff, just like doing Excel stuff. And then I went on to help with like social media stuff, which was fun. Okay, and then cool. I basically was just working that job with an end goal of saving up enough to go traveling again. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> here. Like to work for an end goal. But that's, I, think that's, I think that's the only reason I stuck out that job. Like, and the only thing that got me through was having that I was going to go traveling. So then it got to the summer of... I want to say 2022, going to say that. Um, yeah, yeah, 2022. And I quit that job and I'd saved up enough money and I went to South America for like three months, which was really cool. It was a okay. trip that I'm I I'm just thinking, I'm like, this is quite recent then. Yeah, so really quite recent. So I just, I told myself I had to qualify as a PT and I had to save up enough money to quit and go traveling by the beginning of 2022, which I did. Okay, cool. Yeah, so like two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then I did that, came back, and I was like, right, the reason I wanted to be qualified as a PT was so that when I came back, I could start um, an online... I'm going to... She's so trail. popular. How do I turn... How do you turn... There we go. Focus. Do not disturb. There we go. should have done that before. Um, That's right. Yeah, so <laughs> I wanted to come back, and I was like, right, I actually hate corporate jobs. I don't want to don't work in a call centre. I don't want to work in ops. I don't want to do any of these jobs that I've now tried. I want to work for myself. And I was okay. like, oh, the only way I can do that is maybe be a PT. Because I was also seeing everyone online, on Instagram, being an online coach. And I was like, that is so cool. I want to mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. So I came back from traveling and I had like a couple, I had like a little bit of money left. And I was like, right, I'm just going to live off of that until it runs out and try and build this business. Again, so lucky to live at home. So lucky. Yeah. Obviously so. Um, did that for like a month. And then was like, I can't afford to just not work. Like, this is silly. <laughs> I started working as a PT in my gym. Honestly, you're going to be like, what is this girl doing? I started working as a PT in my gym. And then I decided I actually didn't really like doing that either. found the hours really antisocial, like, getting up at, like, four to PT from five till nine, and then back at dinner time. Like, it just wasn't for me. Yeah. I sound so like, I was just trying things. I think this is a good story of like, try everything in your 20s. You'll so this is then going to be my question, but I'll let you finish your, I want to hear the full story so far. Um, so did that. And then I was like, oh, I hate this. And then I had one of my friends um, started his own marketing agency. And he was like, do you want to do any like marketing freelance? You seem really good at like Instagram stuff. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a go. Did like, like four hours a day for him doing like feed planning for some of his clients, which was fun. Okay, cool. And yeah. Then 
I was like, oh, I really want to try and buy a flat. Again, my brain, my brain do be busy. My brain be busy. It's like, I was like yeah, literally like firing away. And I was like, one of these, one of these. I was like, I need like a consistent income, obviously. So then I got a job at this engineering company. <laughs> Jeez Louise, man. <laughs> um, just doing their like HR ops, like back end. Basically what I was doing at the energy company again, just like back, like, cause I found it so mindless and it meant that I could really try and build my online coaching business, mm-hmm. but, like, have some stable income and like some routines. I have found that I'm a very like routine person. Anyway, in amongst all of this chaos, I turn 25 and I'm like, I'm going to run a marathon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really low key. Um, So I was like, right, I applied to get a place in the London Marathon. I got it. And that's where this story kind of comes into play. So then I was like working, the marketing freelance still had beauty clients, um, was doing my online coaching and was doing like the engineering job and was training for a marathon. I was like, this is too much set my 2023 goals. I was like, right, I want to be full-time self-employed. I need to run this marathon. And I just like want to quit all of these other random jobs. End of Feb, quit the engineering job, quit the marketing job, went full-time online coaching, Mm -hmm. posted my first TikTok (laughs) running, was then on full-time online coach for like two months. Okay. Started to be a bit more of like a, a thing. And then ran the London Marathon, ran the Hackney Half. Um, then like phased out my coaching over summer because I knew I was going to save up and go to Australia and Bali, mm-hmm. which I did. And now I'm back making videos about my runs, <laughs> posting them on the internet. And now I'm bringing back my online coaching thing and bringing back some events. So that is like the whirlwind okay. story of my 20s. <laughs> and now we're here. We're up to and the present day. Okay. Is that on so tell me this. What was your? Oh God, I feel like I've got so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> what was your mindset throughout that all? Were you? Did you enjoy trying the new things? Were you confused? Did you feel like lost at any point, or were you quite enjoying the journey? I think um, I have been so fortunate in that I had the ability to try all of those things. Mm-hmm. first and foremost and I think I felt lost the entire time okay I felt lost the entire time but I always had until this year a big traveling trip that I was working towards and that was always like a thing that I just like always okay. knew what I was doing next in some capacity like finished school knew I was going to go to uni finished uni knew I was going to go traveling after traveling knew I needed to get a job after getting a job, knew I was going to go traveling again. Like I've mm-hmm. always had something that I was working towards, but that thing just kept changing. And I've had like a a big year of feeling lost, to be honest, with like so much change and like trying to process all of that and also not be nasty to myself in that like maybe none of those things were for me. Like that's not wasted time. Like all of it has been lessons learned, but I'm still figuring it out. Like I don't know if I want to do what yeah. I'm doing now forever, but I just think... I'm saying this in a very like good mindset right now, but like there have been times where I've been like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And like, they'll probably feel like that at some point this week. I feel like yeah. you just figure out like, <laughs> you've got to get quite clear on like, I think I used to, sorry, I'm rambling. I used to define success in terms okay. of like having that flat, having that like X amount of money, having yep. rent in the finger. And I just don't define it like that anymore. So how do you define it? So... <laughs> 
good questions. Well, this, this is something. This is something I've learned within within myself the last like year. Like mm-hmm. I had that year last year. I was like, okay, I'm fresh out of the uni. I knew I wanted to like try content creation full time. It's like all I'd been working towards, but it mm-hmm. didn't help the fact that okay, I knew like technically what job I was doing. I didn't know where I fit in. I didn't yeah. know what I was posting. I didn't really know. And within that year of just like learning all that, I really realized like, actually my definition of success has just changed so much Yeah. since I wanted this. Like I'm no longer doing this to reach these crazy goals that I once set. Like I don't see that as successful anymore. So yeah. it's just funny you say that because it's literally all I've been thinking about yeah. for the last like year of my life. And every time my friends tell me their goals, I'm like, do you want that? Or do you think you want yeah. that? Yeah, it's a really hard one to try and figure out though because I think it's also okay to want things because you think it's logical even if it's mm-hmm. not what your heart desires but I remember I had a proper sit down with myself when I came back from South America and I was like right you don't have a job you do have the option and the amazing ability to maybe like explore being self-employed but if you're going to do this what do you want what do you value in a job what do you value in your like day-to-day life if I could picture my dream day like morning to yeah. night, what would I be doing? Like that whole thing of visualizing it. It sounds so like annoying, but it really, really helps. And I think I came to the conclusion that I really valued flexibility with my time. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a hard worker. Like I will, I can get my head down. I can work myself into the ground, but like I need to be doing it on my own terms yeah. when I want to do it. Um, I wanted creative freedom. Mm-hmm. I didn't want, I kind of like, I always thought, well, no, I kind of thought I might end up in like a graphic designer marketing role, but I hated other people telling me how to be creative. So mm-hmm. I was like, I want creative freedom. I want to have a say in how I'm doing this. Um, I just, I think it's not a definition of success, but I wanted like to have an impact. I wanted to change, like have an opportunity to like impact somebody else's day, impact somebody else's life and use some of the things that I've learned to help other people. So it was like, mm-hmm creative freedom, time freedom, like time freedom and flexibility and to have an impact. And I was like, right, what job can like do that for me? Mm-hmm. And it was even like transitioning from coaching to now doing a bit more content. I was like, well, coaching is amazing because I can have a potentially a bigger impact on one person's life. But doing content, sometimes you can have an impact on like a numbers of people that I can't even comprehend. Yeah. Like, and if I can get that many people to go on their first run or to feel a little bit more in control of their mindset or a little bit more ease around food like that's amazingly rewarding for me and that feels like success to me mm-hmm. you know yeah so <laughs> I have so many people in my life at the moment like I am not joking when I say the only conversation I have had for the last week is I went home and seen all my home friends mm-hmm. and even my boyfriend and people up here in Manchester in my life everyone is like I just don't have this the scoobiest of like what I'm doing yeah. and almost just like how to figure that out. So how did you, if you have like a bit more detail, come to those like three things? Is it feelings that you'd already experienced and you were like, I really liked that. Was it from trying it? Like, how do you kind of pinpoint that? It's so hard. Like, I just think you have to cut, like you have to sit down. I did a lot of journaling. I did a lot of listening to podcasts and just hearing what other people like, I'm saying this as if like it's an original thought. It's absolutely not an original thought. Like I definitely <laughs> it's okay. It's from like other people and they've made me, I think some people are just really good at articulating things like that. And I'm not the best at articulating what's going on in my brain because it can be so busy. And so for me, I just like, it did really help for me to be like, right, what do I want to do in like five years? What would my dream day look like? And it was like, okay, well, if my dream day isn't a structured nine to five, then that means in an ideal world, I would have like, flexibility with my time I could do what I wanted and it was like 
okay, going to the gym at 6pm doesn't bring me joy. Do you know what does? <laughs> Staying up and going for a run at 6am or 5am or doing something crazy that like means I can pick and choose what I do with my day. Like I can go and have coffee with a friend and if it means I need to wake up and do two hours work at silly o'clock, like I would happily do that if it means that I can dictate my day. So I was like, right, well, if that's what I want my dream day to look like, that's like one big priority for me. And like creativity, I think it was again, like I, it's never, it never was for me like wasted time in those jobs I did because every single job that I did, I learned something from like every creative job I did and thought that I sounded amazing. Like being a marketing assistant at a sustainable fashion company, I was like, oh my God, what a flex. But like, I, I actually did, I actually hated it. Like I completely hated it. And I wouldn't have known that unless I tried it and like learned from that. I actually just wanted creative freedom of my own. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, I think I just told myself I need to, I don't know where I got it from. I was like, I need to think of three things that like, <laughs> I really like need non-negotiables from a job. Like, and then like, you there are obviously like pros and cons of every job. Like this job is stressful. Other jobs are crazy stressful. Like there are so many perks and like things to everything, but it also comes down to that, I guess, as well. Like not just ruling out the things that you do want, but the things that you definitely don't want from a job. Like yeah. there's a lot to it and you don't need to know it straight away. Like I'm still figuring it out. Like I had a call this morning and I was like, oh, I actually like don't really like the sound of that. And I was like, cool. That. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's always, yeah. it is just, your twenties is just chaos. That's what I'm learning. Like, yeah. The one my, thing I've been saying to everyone like my one piece of advice is like I don't think this is a problem you're gonna think your way out of get up and try a job like stop having this obsession that like you have to go into the dream job the career job the perfect company the perfect role right now like this Mm -hmm. isn't a problem that you're gonna think your way out of and then find online like you're gonna have to get up and be a bit more proactive about it and sometimes there's just not a solution to it. Like sometimes I think you just have to mm. go through emotions or something and you might not learn something about the job that you want, but you might learn something about yourself and the way that you might react in relationships. Like there's just, I'm, I don't know, I'm a bit toxic at the moment for thinking that there's always a reason and always a lesson for everything. And I'm also learning that there doesn't have to be a reason for everything. You might have just been shit at something and you might, something might just be shit. Yeah. Like, like there doesn't have to always be a lesson or you might just not see the lesson immediately. And that's also yeah. okay. And just be like, okay, cool. That was an experience. Okay, like that's a tough one for me because I do really love to look for a lesson. I'm like, well, there was a, like everything happens for a reason. What's the reason? Like sometimes mm. things to just be shit and you're allowed to just sit in that. There was a podcast I listened to the other day and it was interesting how she was talking about, I can't remember who it was. I'll have to, if I remember it, I'll obviously message over to you. Yeah, they were too. talking about how when you're like experiencing conflicting or like conflict or like a, a troublesome situation. People are like, do you want sympathy or solutions? That one. And yes, also, love. Yeah, love that. But also like sometimes you don't want a friend to offer you either. You just want someone to just sit in the mud with you. Like yeah. just sit in it. And I was like, I think I need to get better at just like sitting in stuff sometimes. Like you don't have to constantly over- overcome it. You don't have to like immediately know the reason, immediately find a solution. Like you can just be like, cool. That's just like actually really shit. And I'm allowed to feel that. And like, I think a lot of that is to come in this age, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Someone messaged me once like, oh, babe, like the 20s is your trenches. Like, just wait. And I was like, please, I can't deal with like 10 years of being in the trenches. Don't say that to me. It's it's, it's just like, there's just so much change going on. And there's like so many 
people at different stages, like all around you, all the time. Yeah. People who I'm talking to who are 21 who are like in the same position as me in their job. And then I'm like, God, am I am I behind? And then people who are like asking me for advice or something and they're like 10 years older than me. And there's just never, like it's not, no one's better or worse than anyone. We're all literally just figuring it out. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Like, even if you think someone has like, this area figured out or like someone might see you and be like oh like she's a bit older than me I want to watch this I want to like learn from what she's learned and it's almost just, just like get comfortable and find yeah joy in the fact that like everybody is feeling the same thing like yeah. even also, if they in this area of their life are like they have got the flat and they've bought the house they actually yeah. still might have no idea what they're doing in their friendships or something else and like, also what it appears is just never what it seems like no people- People who are, like, when you're saying there's people who look like they've got stuff amazingly together, then you might go and ask them for some tips and you'll talk to them and they'll be like, I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't know how I got here. (laughs) Yeah, like, 90% of the time people have no idea. Yeah. So in this kind of, like, period, did Mm. you feel pressure to be in a certain way or did your, like, goals of travelling and just, like, thinking about the next step kind of help alleviate that? I did feel a lot of pressure and I even feel it now like speaking to people who have got who are on the corporate ladder and have like such stability and have like a 10-year projection like I still feel pressure to not I don't feel like I have anything together to be honest yeah I think the traveling goal always helped me personally to have an end goal but like I think I just I'm very fortunate again that my parents never put massive pressure on me to do anything in particular like they were very supportive of whatever I wanted to do which is, again, so lucky and I'm so grateful for it. But I think there's just so much pressure in society. Like, that sounds... Full stop. To say, but, like, yeah, to do... Like, just go above and beyond in whatever that you're whatever you're doing. Like, whatever you're doing already isn't enough. So I did at times kept... Like, even now, I have, like, a week where I'm, like, oh, a nine-to-five, like... like do you sound like, nice? Yeah, I'm, like, oh, <laughs> like, the office perks, the, like the bonus, the like stability. Oh my God. Oh my God, yeah. Like I, and I do sometimes think like, oh, but like I could then be in a better position to be buying a flat. I could then be in a better position to meet meet more people. Like I do just often just like sit and talk to my phone. Like it's such a strange job. I do feel pressure to like, also people, I don't know if I can say this, don't take this job very seriously. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> like, fine. I feel a bit pressure to like. Prove yourself. Make, yeah, and like make, make it sound more like, structured it is. more professional like professional yeah than it, more corporate than it is and it's corporate like, is what? the other word yeah because it is a professional job and like there is yeah. i don't know i think i still am struggling a bit with the pressure of like also keeping up with social media like keeping up within this job like regardless of outside of this job like what i could be doing in terms of like i only i don't even have a year of self-employedness under my belt like i don't <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's so much pressure for me to be a more stable human being by the time I'm 30, by the time I'm whatever. Yeah. But, like, within this job, it's just a whole other world of pressure to keep up with it and stay interesting and stay, like... Stay relevant. Yeah, stay relevant. Like, how do you do that? I don't know. Like, I'm just a, literally a human. I'm just a girl. <laughs> Help. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, that's, like, a whole topic for another day. I think people mm. definitely see this job and think, wow. And I see all my friends and my friends... Like, we'll gather around and they'll be like, do you know what? I think I really want to go self-employed. And I'm like, just give me two seconds of your time. Please think about it. It's not as romantic as you think. I would do 
so much for stability office mm-hmm. perks someone to expense my travel every now and then yeah. i was like it is the dream in so many ways because like you said the freedom the flexibility like it's so good but with flexibility yeah. comes no stability and that is yeah. sometimes really hard yeah i wouldn't change this job for the world like i actually wouldn't no i have those moments but it's like everyone has those moments where they think like they could be doing x y dead it's like oh what if i didn't grass is always greener you need like what if i did this and it's like well you can't really think like that and if i really wanted to do something about it then i could yeah it's how much do you want it mm-hmm. it's like do i really want a nine to five no yeah <laughs> but even stuff like that i think it's like trying to find ways of again getting clear on what you actually want so the other way the other week i had a massive spiral and i was like i just can't do the chaos of this job like my mental health cannot take it and i was like you're just craving structure so now i've signed up to like i do like thursday morning run club i do friday morning speed sessions i do my long run every sunday i'm giving myself structure like you can create things within the life that you've already got like step by step to make it more what your end goal is do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah that's one of my whole questions for you because i feel like you're so good at kind of like and i hate almost saying this sometimes to people because i think you have the pressure to like show up like that all the time and like when people label label you like a positive influence it's like you're allowed to have bad days still But I feel like you're really good at showing up as kind of like your higher self, if you will. Like you're really good at showing up as the person you really want to be. I've got, I've got really good at it. Yeah. Like, and I've actually only realized that in the last month of me being really like quite honest and like a bit vulnerable on my like Instagram stories and stuff that people have viewed me like that. And it's so Mm -hmm. funny. Like you can't change how people are going to interpret you. You can only like control how you can like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like, I think again, like I'm just very much on a, like a focus on what I can control and like trying to, again, I just get so clear on like exactly what I want. I'm like, right, what can I do today to get myself to where I want to be in like a week? And I'll just like pick the things that I can be controlling and doing on a day to day. So I do actively try and it's taken a lot of work to get into like the brain space where I'll like actively look for the good and like actively try and be positive and like, I don't know it's a bit of a hard one to try and explain how to do because I think it's just a constant work and I I I said on a post I did this week I was like the time's gonna pass anyway like whether you want to show up as like try and do things it's like I can't get my work this is what I mean I'm not very good at articulating it the time's gonna pass either way if you're waking up and you're like being like oh fuck's sake couldn't do that today or like could do this it's like well I can't do that but like you know what I could do instead like maybe I can't fit in like all of my gym sessions this week but I can do this and like maybe I'll like I'll just try and look for the positive in most situations and like try and get the most out of myself because I do just think in the cringiest way possible you do only have one go at it and Mm. like I'm the only person who can change what I'm doing day to day like I'm the only person who can do the work I'm the only person who can like create change in my life if I want to so yeah I just try and get that out there yeah I'm reading a book at the moment called The Artist's Way it's like a 12-week process and in that in the like intro of it all she's like um as if it's like someone else she's like do you know how old i'll be by the time i eventually like learn how to play piano or like write that play i want to write and she's like yeah the same age you'll be if you don't so you may as well give it a go (laughs) yeah literally like you have got nothing to lose and i also made a video about it loads of people like it resonated with so many people it's like you actually have nothing to lose romanticizing your life people can mug you off if they like this is one thing i have loved about this job I do romanticise every situation. I think, you know what? It's just cost me nothing. Me setting up my little breakfast this morning on my bagel. Like, <laughs> like, who's that hurt? No one, but it's made my day like a little bit brighter. And like, 
You've just got nothing to lose. It's hurting no one. You're gonna like the time is going to pass anyway, whether you do something about it or not. So you might as well give it like a go. Yeah. What's your? I know you said you you find it quite hard to articulate. But if you had to kind of put like one piece of like actionable advice, like a step. So someone's listening to this and they're like, I have this really clear idea of who I want to be, what that life looks like, but they just can't really like find the. I feel like it's a lot of energy. Like it's a lot of yeah. effort. Yeah. So if they can't like find that, what is your one like bit of advice, like one step that someone could take or something they need to figure out or? The biggest thing I think I've done in the last year in terms of like goal setting and like actually getting myself to like achieve things. Cause it's, I've, my whole life I've said that I wanted to do X, Y, and Z. And like, you just sit there with that written in a note, in like a notebook and you never do anything about it. The biggest thing that I changed was that I would get a bit of paper. I'd write out my goals and then I'd take a goal at a time and I'd write it at the top of the bit of paper and I'd put a time scale on it. I'd be like, okay, cool. So I want to, I don't know, start reading more. Here we go, mm-hmm. just a road one. Okay, cool. So how, what does that number look like? Like in terms of reading more, do you want to read for like an hour a day? Do you want to read for like 10, 10 pages a day? Do you want to read once a week? What does that look like for you? And then, so I put a goal this year, which is big of me. I wanted to read 52 books. I want to read um, 52 books this year. I want to read one wow. a week, which is a big goal. And I was like, okay, cool. So like by, by, by six months, obviously that's an easy one. Like you just half the number of books you want to write, but like split it down into six month goals, three month goals a week and then like like a month a week and then it like narrow your goals down into the little habits that you need to be doing every single day because to reach the big stuff all you need to do sounds so wanky but like is just change what you're doing every single day like the biggest things that the biggest things will come from the things that you change doing every day so like now i read for 10 minutes at least before bed now when i get on the bus i get on the bus rather than getting on the tube because it gives me 20 minutes extra and my phone goes on do not disturb and i read rather than scrolling, rather than sitting on the tube, getting stressed and scrolling. So that's like multiple habits in one, but it's like, what can you do literally every single day or at least like every week that will help you get to that end goal? And I think it all just comes down to like realizing that yeah, the big goals might seem like huge and scary and like, yes, dream big, like have those massive goals, but like just whittle it down to what you can be doing every day. And if what it comes down to is maybe a little bit too much of an ask for you right now just assess the goal like set it for two years set it for a two-year mark then what are you doing every day but like always come back to what you can be doing literally right now that can like change that like if you're trying to think of another goal like that you could just be doing something every day no i think that was i think that's a good example yeah that's just what i just like literally write stuff down get out of your brain and tell yourself that you need to do something every day and start with just like three things don't try and do everything at once either yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's kind of like, yes, dream big, but not to the point where you're giving yourself like the most to do every day that you can't actually handle it. Because you're just going to set yourself up to fail. And this is one thing that I saw so much when I was doing online coaching. It was like people would, and I actually was thinking about it this morning when I was making a video about running. I was like, I used to, when I like tried many times to start running and I'd fail, I'd be like, I want to run every day for a month because that's just going to throw me in at the deep end. And like, yeah, but it's like, why i was just the goal was way too high and yeah. i was just setting myself up to fail and then every time i'd get to like day four i'd be dead i would hate it i'd be having the worst time and then i wouldn't try again but if you just set the goalpost a little bit lower then you like get that dopamine hit of achieving it you get the dopamine hit of like knowing that you've accomplished something you proved yourself you can do it and then you start enjoying it then you stay consistent and then the big goal just gets closer because you're sticking at it 
Yeah. I feel like it's almost the mindset of like setting goals because like you want to, not because you have to, like out of love, yeah. not out of hate. Like you're telling yourself to run every every day because you feel like you should and you feel like you have to and you're not mm-hmm. like good enough if you don't. And it's like, no, set a goal because you want to achieve it and you're excited. Yeah. Once a week, two times a week. <laughs> it's also like, again, going back to like being super honest with yourself. Why do you want to run? Do you want to run because yeah. you want to run or are you seeing everyone on TikTok currently running? Like you're okay. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a, so fine if you hate running. Like Yeah, yeah. So fine. You don't have to love it. You no. don't do what everyone else is doing so many people say this to me they're like and how do i get into it i just hate it and i'm like if you just hate it don't do it, do it. <laughs> yeah it's okay like you don't need to become a runner like i do think yeah the first few are harder and whatever but if you've given it a good shot and you still don't like it you That's don't have so to do it <laughs> yeah like some people do genuinely love the corporate thing i tried it i hated it don't want to do it you don't have to do it mm-hmm. yeah just a, a funny one that people it's like just being really honest with yourself, which I still find really hard to this day. Like, again, like I said, I love to think that I have an original thought, but we are so subconscious <laughs> by what everyone else is doing and saying that, like, I'm always like, do I, do I want to do this? Is that what I'm thinking? And I'm like, find it quite hard to just like differentiate sometimes, but I think just like checking in with yourself, be honest with yourself. Did I actually like that? How does that align with what I actually want to be doing in like that dream life scenario? Like, is that serving me? Probably yeah. not always. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest skills, though, that you can develop being, like... It's kind of that thing of waking up and being, like, do I need a rest day or can I just not be bothered? <laughs> yeah, am I being lazy or, like, do it? Like, that's one that I think... I, I still can't do that. I still really struggle with that. And I think a lot of that comes from, like... I, I find it as well with, with foods. Like, having... Sorry, like, trigger warning, I guess, with, like, disordered eating chats. But when I'm, like, do I do I want this entire bar of chocolate? Like, I'm, I'm allowed it. Do, do I... I want it. I find it really like tricky sometimes if I'm, especially if I'm tired and if I haven't been looking at myself that week and I'm like, what do I want? Am I, am I craving this? Like, am I listening to my body? Am I like, and I just sometimes find it so easy to spin out. And I think the same does apply when you're thinking about what you actually want. It's like, do I want this? Am I listening to what everyone else is saying? Am I listening to like, it's so hard. There is so much there. That's why I personally just love to write stuff down and get clear on exactly like, where am I at right now? Yeah. I always say I'm like, I did an event recently where I was like writing letters to future you and someone was just having a really hard time like setting goals. I was like, one, this isn't about goals. Like it could be a compassion letter, it could be whatever. But I was like, what you need to think about is if you couldn't tell anyone, if you Mm -hmm. couldn't show anyone, if no one knew, what do you want to do? If Mm -hmm. no one knew that you had this big crazy job, was earning this much money, if no one knew, if you couldn't post that you ran the marathon, do you still want to do it? Yeah. And I feel like that's like, okay, well, that's your goal. Like, I had to do this even with my own goals. I was like, yeah, I want to run this much this year and I want to do that and whatever. And I was like, I actually prefer the gym, like, more than... I love running, but, like... Well, I love that for you. I don't know if I do want to run five half marathons this year. I think I just do because everyone else is. And also, if, like, everyone was doing the exact same thing, then we'd all get bored of it. Like, stay... It sounds so cringy, but, like, stay true to what you want to do because Mm -hmm. that's what makes us all so interesting. Like, it's so important to think about what what you would do if no one was watching, if you didn't have to tell anyone, because I have only learned that again. Like... I have, I'm still figuring stuff out in the last month because I keep giving myself like offline afternoons, offline days. I'm like, right. That's nice. What do I want to do if I'm not going to put it on Instagram? Which sounds really stupid, I'm sure, to a lot of people. But I'm like, do I want to go to a new coffee shop because it, it looks cool? Or like, do I just want to go to Gales because I love the cookie? Like, what am I doing <laughs> because I really want to do it? Mm-hmm. Or what am I doing because I'm sure, like, do I want to go and like, I don't know, do X, Y, Z? Or do I just want to go and sit on my sofa and read my book 
what do I actually want to do? And it's like, that's been a really big learning curve to me, as like, especially I think where I got into this world so quickly, I suddenly started doing, like, living my entire life for socials. And I was like, whoa, like, it's actually really important to have an offline life and live mostly for your offline life. Mm, so interesting. Because you say, like, sounds silly to some people, but I think whether it's your job or not, it's something people do like it's something people perform for it's something people think about it's not I actually don't think it's yeah yeah a problem for just people that like yeah whose job it would be yeah I've just I have some interesting conversations with like my family about it because they're not socials people Mm -hmm. I always find it so eye-opening because especially now I have moved out and I'm not and I'm like put myself in the epicenter of like the fitness world which I'm absolutely loving but like I find myself being like oh hun it's not normal to do like a double workout day like it's not normal to like always be needing the latest shoes the latest like this be going to this event like you don't need to do it nobody else really cares like I just find that a bit of a weird one and also on that topic of like the pressure of this job like no one's waiting for me to post a video about my run no one's sat there no one else is sat there consuming your content like you think it's not as big a deal in everyone else's life. And I just find that such a weird one in terms of like trying to switch off offline versus online. Like, like you're just so in your head, which I think is yeah, a good always. thing in your own lane, but like, it's such a weird one to try and navigate in your brain. Yeah. Okay. Onto the present oh, day. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I love it. I love it. But onto the present day because you've moved out, like you just mentioned. I have. And you're living on your own? No, I'm living with two friends. Oh, you're living with two friends? Yeah. Okay, so tell me a bit about this. So, how it's going, how you're feeling. Again, I feel like it's a bit of a weird one. Like, I'm 26 and I've just moved out. Mm-hmm. Please take pressure off yourself. Like, <laughs> I'm loving it. It's been a big adjustment, to be honest. I've actually, like, done a lot of thinking on it the last week. So I've been, had quite a tough January. I think, like, a lot of people have. Like, it's so dark. It's so miserable. Yeah. I've just back from travelling. And, like, for the first time in my life, this is my full-time job, which I've never experienced before. And I've also never not lived in southeast london because even throughout uni i was back all the time and i didn't realize how much of my identity i like pinned to that okay um, but i'm loving it it's going so well like having independence is amazing cooking for yourself is fantastic love that like all the time i used to eat out a lot because i would just be on trains and traveling and i would just not sit down and like cook proper meals for myself so i'm loving that um it's amazing. Don't know how I didn't do it sooner, but also I, I'm <laughs> glad that I did not put pressure on myself just to move out and live somewhere that I would have would have probably destroyed my mental health. Like, but living in London do be, do be expensive. Yes, I can imagine. Do be make me quite sad. It's but like the best investment I think I could possibly make in myself to finally get out and like have complete independence which I do think is like I've spoken to a lot of people who've moved out since they were like 18 and they can't fathom the fact that I've only just moved out but I also then speak to my friends in Bromley and I think when where I was so fortunate to live so close to London and live and I like do get on with my family it kind of felt like a bit mad to move like pay as much as you do to live in London yeah. to like 20 minutes on a train like it always felt so silly but it did yeah. just get to a point where like I, I like needed to do it and I'm so happy about it and it's cute oh I'm happy it. for you yeah it looks really really cute actually <laughs> <laughs> and you posted recently that mm-hmm. and you kind of just mentioned it there but all these new friends you have 
And how did you find them? So I know you, like you just said, you're not that far away from home. So mm. maybe it wasn't like you moved and you were starting from scratch. But how have you found that you've made friends later on in your 20s like this? So they're not school friends anymore. Yeah. How are you finding those people? It's actually so, I was having this conversation with the girls that I've now met who I went for a run with on Sunday. And I was like, it's actually mad. Like I didn't know the majority of the people in my life like that I spend a lot of my time with now, I didn't know this time last year. Mm-hmm. I, so I don't have that many friends from school, just from that breakup situation and just schoolness. Like don't, okay. don't have that many friends from school, never like carried through that group like a lot of people did. Yeah. Um, my two closest girlfriends from home, I did meet at school, but like I said, we weren't friends in school. We kind of like became friends after school. So that's nice. But last year when I had like that big, and I was like, I actually like was training for London Marathon. I was like, I've got nothing to lose trying to make a TikTok video. I've got nothing to lose trying to get fully self-employed. Like, what? What am I? Why am I not doing this? Like, why am I? I wanted to surround myself with some people who were into like running as much as I wanted to be into running. I kind of wanted to surround myself with people who were like maybe a little bit closer in some aspects of life, like fitness, to where I wanted to be. And I remember I went to my first pure sport run club. <laughs> in March last year and I went because a girl on TikTok messaged me and was like do you want to come with me and I was like yeah okay let's go and I was shit scared like so scared I did not know anybody I was like what am I actually doing like I don't know anybody and I went and it was so absolutely terrifying but I'm now really good friends with quite a lot of people that I met on that day and like run clubs are really scary especially if you are new to running and I know that's like daunting but like, even if you just go and be social, like no one would care if you actually didn't run and if you just got a coffee after. Like there are also so many groups like that. Also funny, I, so last summer when I was doing my online coaching with the re-club and I started moving into like the event space and hosting run clubs, I've now got some really good friends that I met at events that like I hosted. I think you can just like, there is such a buzz. And I know that again, I'm fortunate to be in London where there are a lot of people about, but like, I also, my fucking really good friend Lucy Georgia who I just went to Australia with I messaged her on TikTok and was like hi hun love your vibe oh, yeah. do you want to get coffee like I think it was just putting myself out there and getting over the fear of like somebody might ignore me like somebody might say no cool what what have I lost like what have I lost and just like asking people and even now I will just see someone doing something cool and I'll be like hey can I come along next time or talk to I people I also think just being myself in the most annoying way possible like putting yourself out there in like scary situations it takes a lot like I didn't do that for like five years it's something that mm-hmm. I really have to learn to like like myself enough first to then put myself out there and be like hey well if you don't like me then like cool but like run clubs messaging people online just like going to events there are so many events going on all the time yeah like all the time even online like even if you like in the comment sections of your podcasts of your YouTube videos, like you can find people with a common interest with like stuff like that. And like, I know that you've been hosting events and like, I hope to be hosting events, but like the reason that I want to do that is because I do want to create more ways for people to find people. Yeah, literally. Cause it it is hard and it is so scary, especially in your twenties. Cause so many people I always felt had their big group of friends from school and I don't have that. So I was always like, "Ah, how do you find that? But I think like, again, no one's going to do it for you. Like they're not going to come to you. Like no one, knows that you're just chilling there like oh I wish I had a couple more friends like you kind of have to put yourself out there I know you had Bronte King on your podcast right yes as you graduate fantastic Facebook group so many people in there yeah like places like that there are so many spaces out here in the online world and in like 
I'm sure. I mean, I, I know I'm very much in the fitness space, but I'm sure there's other niches. Like, there's probably fashion pages somewhere. There's probably like, mm, yeah, like other niche, like other hobby places that you can find people. Yeah, and I think it's getting rid of that idea that's like your problem is so unique and everybody else has their friends and it's just you. It's like yeah. if this isn't like prove it to you listening to this in yours right now that like you're not alone like two people that yeah. you definitely thought oh online presence like they've definitely both got their friends or something yeah. both moving to new cities and being like oh my god I've got no one like I didn't know yeah. any of my friends this time last year either and it's yeah. like your problem's never that it's just not just you like all of my friends mm-hmm. met each other yeah. from messaging each other on TikTok or like Bumble BFF and I think it's just getting over that barrier that's like it's not just you babe it's okay yeah. <laughs> and like in the nicest way possible like you're you're not that special I really had <laughs> for me to learn I was like oh my god like everyone else is actually in the same boat like it's not just me it's not like a woe is me situation here like yeah everyone else is also feeling the same like I might as well be the person to go up and say hey yeah facts so what does um making the most of your 20s mean to you <sighs> so I making the most of my 20s mm. Especially where I'm currently single and like independently living, I feel like it's just being as selfish as possible and like do it like exploring all of the things, like being open to failing, like trying everything, going on all of the holidays. Like there's gonna be no yeah. other time where I am this responsibility free, realistically. Like I currently can be as selfish, realist like as I can be so As long as you're not hurting anyone. <laughs> no, as long as I'm not hurting anybody, like obviously, like and I do think there's a time and place, obviously, not to be selfish, but I think your 20s exactly, are like, but like, to be. Like, do you want to try that job? Do you want to move abroad to try that job? Do you want to go back to uni? Like, do you want to go on holiday? Like, I'm going to do so many solo trips this year. Like, what can I do? What am I completely capable of on my own? I guess that's probably what I want to do in my 20s. See what I'm completely capable of. Oh, I love that. <laughs> what can I do? What can I achieve? Oh, that's a really good answer. So what is my next question is... So, 20 something and trying what Mm. is something you're trying to do at the moment whether it's like a physical activity whether it's a mindset you're trying to hack a habit you're trying to start what is something that like you're very much forefront of your mind trying to do at the moment my forefront of my mind right now is training for london marathon again (laughs) (laughs) i cannot believe i've got it i'm so excited but i am going to be going for a time um okay said quite a lot so like last year was all about seeing what i was capable of in terms of like things that i um thought I could never do like social media like running and this year I want to see I've never been that good at sticking out of things don't know if you've got that from me but this year I really want to see how good I can get like I always thought I could never run a marathon but I'm like what if I can run a marathon and aim for a time what if I can like what am I actually capable of doing if I put my mind oh, I love that that's forefront of my mind like fuck what I used to think like I my like limiting mindset belief like yeah like nothing is stopping me if I can put in the work I can commit so that's my number one goal right now is like committing a lot to that like I've been doing a lot of thinking I did my check-in post yesterday and I was like right in terms of working back from those goals like what can I be doing every day I was like there are a lot of things I can change in my everyday right now to help me get as good as I can get for that marathon so sussing my priorities but that's that's p1 right now by the way I absolutely love your check-in post they're like my favorite time of the week (laughs) thank you so much i'm like really enjoying doing that makes me like it keeps me so accountable as well like yeah i can imagine i'm always like oh well like i missed one workout last week and i was like oh i'm so like i have to put it on my post everyone's gonna know (laughs) 
<laughs> but it's also so nice because of that. Because I think, yeah. like I said, just because, yeah, I'm so conscious of like, I had Jade on my podcast and she's, oh my God, the best. She's so lovely. But she's known for being very positive. And it's like, you go to ask someone about that. And I'm like, by the way, you're allowed to say that you're not. Yeah. Like, you're allowed to say that you have bad days. So it's so nice to see someone like you who is so impressive in everything they do sometimes just be like, guys, I missed it. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I know that's the thing as well like I always I try to be like just because you failed like failed one tiny part of your like big goals list doesn't mean you need to stop you just crack on like I'm just gonna crack yeah. on yeah week. something I'm so guilty of is like all or nothing like if I miss like one run I'm like well I may as well try again next week yeah. I'll stop restart the plan <laughs> next week <laughs> yeah it's something I'm really trying to work on so seeing stuff seeing people like you do that who do it so well as well I also think when I was trying to get into like the running world like you do only see perfect like you really do no matter how much people try to from what I've seen anyway the way I consumed it was that people were always like still smashing it and like being amazing like I love that for them but it's just not real life for me and like I think the best thing that I can always do is be like yeah cool I failed at that maybe like could I, did I, was that like me being lazy? Like, was that actually unavoidable? What can I do again next week? Like, what can you learn from it as opposed to being like, oh shit, fuck that. Be like, cool, we move on. We try again, like, so fine. Yeah. Okay, we'll wrap this up because I have no idea how that's an hour. <laughs> Blown through it. Me just nonstop talking, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I absolutely loved it. But we always finish off the podcast with, I feel like you kind of answered it when I first said it. So 16 year old you, 18 year old you, probably had no idea what they were going to do, probably had a bit of a different idea of where they'd be in their personal life. But do you think they would look at you and be like, wow, I'm so proud. Like, I'm so happy with that. Yeah. I think that's like, I would be on the floor probably. <laughs> it's pure disbelief, which is a nice way to look back at it. Do you feel like it's your, I feel like through this, com- through this confidence, through this conversation, I feel like it's your confidence a lot in yourself that's grown. Would you agree yeah. that's like the biggest thing? Because this is it, everyone's always like, all the stuff that you achieve along the way, like, yes, like, starting a business and, like, running a marathon, huge. But the way that I have grown as an actual person, like, the the way that I back myself now, I think that's the biggest thing I've achieved. Like, the way that I've transformed from that person who I was. Insane. Oh, I'm so so happy for you. And I'm so glad that you are now on socials. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I absolutely love your stuff. Ever since you first started posting on TikTok, I was like, found you, I found Lucy when you're like 20K and I was like, these girls are the best. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Honestly, it's just so nice to hear. And I love like, but the things that I've always looked up to you. So it's just mad, it's just so nice. <laughs> I love social media so much. <laughs> Good guy. I really hope you loved that episode. I want to thank Ree again for coming on and all of you guys for listening. I really, really, really from the bottom of my heart hope you enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed filming it because that was just so much fun to film. Again, there is an exclusive Q&A over on the Patreon with Ree and there is also all of our socials linked down below and I will see you next Sunday with a brand new episode. Bye guys.